sorry. Grace and peace uh, to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is All Saints Day. We remember and celebrate the saints that have gone before us. Of course, it's important to give definitions of our words so that we understand what we mean by them. And so when we say saints, many would call to mind the apostles or the martyrs in the faith, the special people whose lives bore witness to their faith. But that's not what we mean when we say saints. When we say saints, what we actually mean are people, simply put, people who have received Christ the Savior. They are the saints. You are the saints. The Apostle Paul begins many of his epistles by greeting those to whom he writes and referring to them as, for example, to the saints who are in Ephesus or to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi. Saints refers to those who are holy And what is it that makes a person holy? Their righteous living? Their righteous conduct? No. It is the righteousness that they have received by grace through faith. That is what makes a person holy. And thus, all Christians, who are those who have received that righteousness of Christ, are properly referred to as saints which is what Paul refers to them as. And just as Paul proclaimed that the faithful were thereby saints because they were faithful, because Christ, uh, in Christ God had worked faith in them, Jesus proclaims that the faithful are blessed by their faith. And that's what we have in our gospel lesson today, the Beatitudes Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Poor in spirit here refers to those who are beggarly. Poor is beggarly. They have no righteousness of their own and they know it. That's poor in spirit. They don't have their own righteousness. Guess what? They are blessed. They have the kingdom of God, Jesus declares. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Those who mourn are those who have seen themselves rightly in the mirror of God's law. And the weight of sin has crushed them. They have seen their unrighteousness. And they mourn sorrow, contrition over their sins and over their lack of righteousness. Guess what? They are blessed. They are blessed because they are comforted by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You know, the meek are those who get trampled on. That's the way of this world. They won't or they can't take the earth by force because they're meek. They're victims of a cruel and sinful world oftentimes. Well, guess what? They're blessed. The earth will be theirs. They will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. 
Indeed, those who have a righteousness of their own don't hunger or thirst for righteousness because they already got it. So who is it that hungers and thirsts for righteousness? Again, it's the person who has seen themselves rightly in the mirror of God's law and said, I don't have a righteousness of my own. Well, I mean, I might, but it's worthless before God, my own righteousness. And so they hunger and they thirst for an alien righteousness, a righteousness that is not their own, a righteousness that comes from without, that comes from Jesus Christ. Well, guess what? They'll be satisfied. They will receive that righteousness for which they hunger and thirst for. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And who are the merciful? Those who have received mercy are those who show mercy to others. Think of the parable of the unforgiving debtor. The man was forgiven much, remember? But then he demanded repayment from the man who owed him. He did not show the same mercy that he received. He was punished for it. Faith receives the mercy. And that same faith that receives the mercy of Jesus, of God in Jesus Christ, shows us and enables us to show mercy toward others. It encourages us to show mercy toward others. Oh no, but we don't do it very well, do we? Well, once again, we hunger and we thirst for righteousness because we know what we ought to do. But see, even in the mercy of God that he gives to us, we're still seeing our continually, always before us, seeing our shortcomings. And it just drives us back to the cross again, which again reminds us of the God that we have, which is the God who gives these blessings out profligately, if you will. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Well, what does it mean to be pure in heart? Because I don't feel like I satisfy that. Does that mean I'm not blessed? And we, may, we might think that we couldn't possibly be pure in heart because of our sin. That's not, that's not what it means to be pure in heart. If that was the case, if, if, it was, if it was about not being sinful, you know, that, that's what pureness of heart was, then how could David, who, his, whose sin was ever before him, how could he call out, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me? See, he could do that because pure, pure in heart means your, your disposition toward God. When you look heavenward, are you looking in faith and trust? Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Christ, have mercy on me. That's a pure heart. It doesn't mean we're sinless. Of course, we still sin. We still struggle with sin. But a pure heart is that which recognizes that sin. And through the word of God is contrite because God works repentance in us. That's a pure heart. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. 
Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and those who bring the message of the gospel are peacemakers. You know, when we pass the peace, when we say, peace be with you, it's not just like a, it's not just like a, a greeting, like, good morning, how are you doing? It is the peace of God, the reconciliation that we have, because in spite of our sin, in Christ Jesus, we have been reconciled to God. That's the peace that we're passing to each other. So think about that when someone says, peace be with you, or peace, brother. Think about that. That's the reconciliation with God that we have through Christ. Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, if God loves you, then why would he allow you to be persecuted? Why would he allow you to experience hardship? Is that what love is? Wouldn't love be coddling you and making everything just uh, apples, uh, you know, uh, sunshine and candy all day long? Wouldn't that be, you know, the peace that, that God would give us? But instead we get persecution? Well, God's ways are above ours. It's not for us to understand everything. And we could say that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. See, so persecution can be a good thing. Sure, but ultimately we come back to the same answer. God's ways are far above ours. But this is a declaration, just like all of these others that Jesus is making. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. (laughs) In other words, don't worry if you have to forfeit everything in this life. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Trust me, nothing down here compares to what you have in the, in the kingdom of heaven. And persecution, and that's the key, persecution cannot take away the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. In this final statement, to be persecuted draws the comparison with the prophets. Think about that. Now, he does also change because he says in these other Beatitudes, blessed are they who are pure in heart. Blessed are they who are peacemakers and so forth. But when it comes down to verse 11, he says, blessed are you. He's talking specifically to his disciples there. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you. But he puts them on the same level as the prophets and says, You're, uh, you, to be persecuted for righteousness' sake puts you in great company because there are many faithful prophets that were persecuted for their faithfulness. And he puts them on that, that plane. Faith receives these statements in the Beatitudes as a pronouncement of God's blessing. This is a pronouncement of blessing, and it's here now and in the future. There's two, it's operating on two levels. And some people would turn this into law, you know? Oh, you need to be meek. You need to be poor. You, You have to muster up a pureness of heart. That's what Jesus is saying. No, 
That's not what he's saying. He is declaring you are blessed. We say, well, we're unrighteous. Yeah, you're unrighteous on your own, but you're blessed because you will receive the righteousness for which you hunger and you thirst. You received it. You have received it by faith and you will receive it for all eternity. The world would, uh, may reject these blessings because it takes eyes of faith to see them. The worldly are materialistic. They see blessings in the things that they can handle and touch and eat. But think about the present reign of Christ. It is a hidden reality. Indeed, Christ reigns supremely in the cross. In his death on the cross, he reigns. So no matter what it looks like uh, in the world, you know, with things that just seem backwards and upside down and injustice occurs and, you know, everything that we see that makes us wonder, you know, like this is why books can be written. That's like, you know, uh, uh, about whether or not uh, God, uh, where is God? You know, didn't you give me a book? That, was, that has that title, it's on my list to read. Where is God? Um, you know, people ask these questions because they see awful things around. But even in the cross of Christ, Christ was reigning supreme, sacrificing himself for your sins. But what does it take to see that, to see him reigning there? It takes eyes of faith. This is why he says, blessed are the pure in heart. Again, it's not, doesn't mean you don't have sin. It means that you see, you have been given the gift of faith to see this. The world, of course, will consider this all foolishness. But those with eyes of faith see in the cross the forgiveness of sins and all of the blessings which Jesus Christ pronounced. So on this All Saints Day, remember those faithful departed. Remember that they were blessed. They, were, they have been blessed. All those who have died in the faith have been blessed eternally. Even though it doesn't always look like that in this life. People have suffered and, and gone through a lot. Well, the promise is there and the declaration is there that Jesus made. Likewise, you too are blessed now and for all eternity. Thanks be to God. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.